Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring fun, sexy guests into the studio to have more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. (laughs) Already? (laughs) (laughs) And this week, I have a really special guest um, because he flew in exclusively for this interview. Just kidding. (laughs) He happened to be in town. (laughs) So I'm like so excited actually uh, to have him here um, in actually another guest's studio, not even my studio. Um, but I know this lovely guest uh, through his two podcasts. One is Off the Cuffs, my favorite uh, sex and sexuality podcast other than my own. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, second, there's a lovely storytelling podcast that he does as well called Being There. Um, uh, really prominent, like in the kink community back where he lives. Um, and uh, just a super uh, awesome all around dude. <laughs> Please welcome to the mic, Dick Wound. <laughs> Hello. I feel like you've talked me up too much. I can only be unimpressive from here. <laughs> How are you? Are you so tired and busy? I finally leveled out. I'm feeling pretty good today. Good. Yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, it was fun uh, meeting you the night that I came into town. But uh, I was also like a little bit. Uh, what's the word? Not jet lagged. Just I just exhausted. Just travel weary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just travel weary. Yeah. That uh, I get. It was fun though. Yes, we had a um, a fun night, uh, me giving you a lap dance in front of a room of people, yep. and you being super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did I tell you that I've never really like had a lap dance before also? No. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't nearly enough negotiation about this. <laughs> yeah, it was just sort of like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And then... Like, I, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then the more people I told about it, I was like, oh, do you want to see me get, a, like, a lap dance or whatever? And they were just like, watch you get a lap dance? It's going to uh, be yes. super uncomfortable. Of course I want to come watch. And then, like, a bunch of people came to check it out. <laughs> to uh, see you being tortured, essentially. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I've, all right, so I have had a, a lap dance before. And, I, and I'll, I'll call it a lap dance instead of just a lap dance because... Uh, <laughs> So I used to be a waiter, and and uh, the there was a bar down the street from from there, and they would stay open after hours to like have the wait staff come in, and we would bring them, you know, to go food, this and that. Mm-hmm. And so like me and like some of the waitresses, we would go there and hang out and drink. And there was like a there was a stripper pole and like all this stuff. So one of my coworkers once was like was like, oh, you've never had a lap dance? I'll give you a lap dance. And this is like three o'clock in the morning after a shift, you know, we're trashed. And she, like, jumps on my lap, like, wiggles for a minute, and then just fell off of me. So, like, <laughs> I don't know if that constitutes... If that counts. Yeah, like, a real lap dance. But, so, like, I have actually had a lap dance before, but not quite like the one uh, on Friday. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. You were great. You were so fun and funny to like play off of. We had some bits uh, to work with. Uh, I had uh, my eye patch on yes. um, due to a, a minor eye surgery I had last week. Um, my I don't know if you can see right now. My pupils are like really dilated oh, right yeah. now yeah, just because yeah, yeah. I, I had to go back for a checkup. Um, so I had the eye patch to work with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had your uncomfortability to play <laughs> off of. All in all, we had that room uh, laughing quite a bit. And I had like, I honestly had like a dozen people come up to me after and tell me how funny that was to watch, like just between the two of us. My, doing... my favorite part, I think, was the was the miscommunication where I where you were like telling me to bounce you on my knees. Like a, like a pony like a ride? Pony, and, and then... And then you said, don't stop, but I thought you said stop, and I stopped, and then you yelled at me, and I was like, oh my god, I thought you said stop. Like, I, like, <laughs> I definitely, like, 
played up the crazy bitch. <laughs> I was like yelling at the audience. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, so we today we wanted to um, talk about a couple different fetishes. Sure. Uh, kind of like unpack those and divulge those. Uh, and the first one I'd like to talk about with you is eye patches. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's what, what'd you think? I really liked it. So it was funny. I found <clears throat> we didn't really get to like unpack this. I know that's so why I want to yeah, ask you. Yeah, because so, you just kind of briefly mentioned you're like, oh, the eye patch thing. Well, so you were like, oh, look at my butt, and you were like doing like stuff, but you were also like looking over your shoulder, and I was like, I like, and like, you have a very nice butt, but well, I, think. I was also like. But I want to look at your face because you have an eye patch on and you're looking at me over your shoulder and it's making me feel like weird and uncomfortable and like great. And you were like, look at my butt, do this. And I was like, I don't, I, I, like, I, okay. Like, and I didn't know where to look. I was like, I was like, wait, no, yes, okay. Like, it was very confusing, but it was. <laughs> you know, that's what I want my lap dance bottoms to feel generally. Confusion. Just confused. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny because, like, at the end of it, I was like, you know, it's funny. There was so much going on during that thing that, like, totally worked for me. And I don't think it's any of the stuff that she intended. That's great. No, I love that. I actually had a bit planned where, like, um, at the beginning, I just kind of like the lap dance top to just kind of, like, walk around the chair and kind of just own the space and kind of get into that kind of power role. Yeah. Um, where they're the dommy, toppy but person. the steps were in the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, I wanted to have a thing because sometimes I'm like, when you're behind them, you can like, you know, you're kind of lightly touching their hair or their shoulder or whatever, and you can kind of lean in and like whisper something to them <laughs> if you want. And I was going to like whisper something like, fuck my eye socket or something like that. <laughs> but like, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> but anyways, okay, um, you, you, as I mentioned, do a kink podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk just a little bit about that, like what you do and why it's so fucking awesome? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it's not what it was intended to be when we started it. We kind of started it, a friend of uh, my friend Max and I were like, oh, like, you know, we're two, like, middle-aged white dudes. Let's fucking start a podcast because people need to hear us talk about fucking things. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, it was like, well, we could talk about, like, movies because, you know, that's what we're into or, like, you know, this or that. And we were like, no, we're both into we're both into kink or whatever. And I, and I also had kind of recently gotten into the community even though I've been privately, like, doing kink stuff for, like, a lot of my life. And we were like, well, why don't we talk about, like, my kind of my journey into this new lifestyle and kind of unpack that like week by week and like talk to other people and you know get it you know like advice from them or this or that and then like it's sort of like turned into not being that anymore when we realized that like we the people that we talked to everyone had like a unique take and relationship to kink or like a fetish or bdsm or like any of those things and because like everyone's uh, like kind of personal relation to that, uh, excuse me, personal relationship to that is so unique, we started to realize that like you know there were so many people like myself included who for so long felt like either weird or bad about being into the things that we're into, mm-hmm. and like we started getting people writing in like oh like I heard you talk about this and that's something I never thought anyone else was into, and it sort of became this investigative journey into mm. just trying to find like weird shit that people like or feel bad about liking and like making it feel feel more welcome feel okay yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's i mean even i mean i'm a kinky gal as well but even like a lot of things in my sex life like i i for sure shame is an overriding thing that i deal (laughs) with on the daily like no joke um so for me to immerse myself like in other really sex positive medias um medium is super important to me yeah and reaffirming like just me living my sex life how i want to live it yeah it's like so podcasts like yours uh is super i can imagine people just like do you get people emailing you and just being like oh my god that one helped me so much and that one made me feel you know yeah yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of crazy like to like the to see the growth of of like the show like a show that started at my kitchen table Mm -hmm. is like 
Yeah, we. I mean, it's like constant emails of people that are just like, "Oh my god!" Like, I, like you changed my life. It's like it's weird. Like I like. I don't like like. Mm, I'm trying to not like. Brag. I know you're trying to be all humble, right. but. <laughs> but it's like it's really nice to hear because it's like oh that's what we're trying to do and like it's working so it's cool I don't know achievement yeah. unlocked yeah yeah achievement unlocked there you go that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so for real we have some fetishes uh, we want to talk about today sure <laughs> where would you like to start I know we've got three main ones that we want to talk about today right what's the, what's the, where do you want to start to kind of is there one we can like uh, ease people into. No, you know what? Dealer's choice. All right. Microphilia. <laughs> okay. Please, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one that I am, I've been interested in probably my whole life, but I am just now starting to like unpack it in myself. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, and basically I think one of the, I'm not sure if one of the reasons is that it's like hard to find porn that like helps with this one but that's kind of a part of it because i i know that if you go to like any like porn site that does like kind of niche or like fetishy things like there'll be a lot of giantess like type fantasy stuff where it's like um usually like a female pretending to be a giant and you know i'm, I'm assuming a lot of those fantasies started with guys that saw the movie attack of the 50 foot woman <laughs> and like as yes. a kid and then it yes. you know snowballed into being a fetish or whatever and like it's sort of that, but my interest is on the other side of it, where I actually like to be the either. I don't necessarily th- like to think of myself as a giant, but um, so is it macrophilia? It's actually, it's more like the small. No, so I think macrophilia is more of like the giant, like when you're infatuated with a giant. Gotcha. And then microphilia is like I want to play with a tiny person. Yes. Or like shrink a normal person down to be very tiny and then like play with them. Yeah, not just a short person. Like no, 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 like, no. Like, like like tiny. Like, yeah. So there's a there's a show called like The Fantastic Voyage, uh, like an old I think it was from the '60s. And there's like um, you could find pictures online of like one of the like female scientists is like she's like scotch taped down to like a um, okay. like a table and they're like poking at her with a pencil uh. and a scalpel and this and that and it's like. It's, like, really, really hot. <laughs> and, like, I've even, like, I've even tied it, like, recently kind of started to realize, like, it, it's it's definitely tied into this weird, like, Peter Pan, like, Captain Hook uh, Tinkerbell thing where, like, I want to capture, like, a little fairy and torture it and pull its wings off. And... Yeah, so there's a masochistic <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, overtone, undertone to, to this. Oh, definitely. It's more, well, I would say more s- sadistic. Or sadistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. My, yeah. I like. I just think it's it's like super cruel. I can't think of anything crueler than like playing with this immobilized little thing. And that sounds really sick. And I know that. Like I know how fucked up. As long sounds. as you know. Right. Yeah. It's just like. And like, I mean, I know how impractical it is. It's you can't. There's no like shrink rays in real life. Yeah. Right. But yeah. It's just a cool fantasy. But, yeah, like, but you can watch porn when and if you can find I'm, I'm, things. Like, that's my thing right now is I'm currently trying to like think of how to create myself or commission a porn that fulfills this fantasy because yeah. the only thing I have is basically like screenshots from like like I said like old sci-fi movies of people being like shrunk yeah. and then like kind of just building my own fantasy around it in my head. Uh, which is fine. I'm kind of used to that anyway, because like most of my fetishes, you are can't actually weird. act out. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I can't act out. Like, or like I, I suppose like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it's funny. Like I, I remember seeing that movie. Yeah. That, that, what you think? I don't really have like specific memories of that really doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's maybe a little too goofy. Right. I'm trying to think if it's it, real dumb. You know what it is too, and I think like any of like the oh no, you know what there was a lawnmower scene. You know maybe I should rewatch that movie. But yeah, there was yeah, yeah lawnmower yeah, scene. They're yeah, in danger. Yeah. They're in peril a lot. Well, there are, and I like, know you're into that. Yeah, that's I mean that's where a lot of it ties into this too. But like I was just thinking when you said that like I remember there's like a giant ant and I'm like eh I'm not really into like giant ant thing. But uh, but yeah, and also that's sort of like you're kind of supposed to be more like empathizing with them. And it's less like, see, I would want to see something where, like, if there was a if there was a movie, and if anyone knows this, please feel free yes. to email me. But if 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 you sort of get more of the point of view of the person pursuing the tiny people, okay, I yes. would be like, yeah, because that's for that. that's yeah. your role that you right. want to kind of take on in yeah, this yeah. fantasy. Putting someone in like a specimen jar, and yes, just, 
Oh, right. See, that's my main gig. Like, if it's not about the microphilia, like, that's my main situation is just, like, being experimented on. That's my main thing. Right. So, okay, so I really level with you there. Like, that's kind of adjacent to yeah. something I'm really into. So there's, like, a masochistic, sadistic part is there something else uh, is there I, you know fetishes have like so many layers and they're oh, yeah. kind of related and drawn from a bunch of other things I mean you, like, you saying that I mean yeah I mean I have even on the other side because I do I when I was talking about that specifically I was saying it was more sadistic but I I'm a masochist also like I like to switch and this and that but um, being experimented on is definitely a thing for me too I have yeah. like a lot of either uh, kind of like scenes where I'm either being experimented on or being put into like like pred- predicament stuff is like big for me too yeah, like right. like you have to survive this situation or like you can't do this or else this happens like things like that are way where i'm at like, like stress positions s- stress positions are fun um uh i i like things being like tied into like weird sexual shame stuff too mm-hmm. and being like so like f- like do this thing in front of me that's really embarrassing for you or I'm going to kill you. It's, it's less that, <laughs> see, that's more like, that's a little bit, that would, I think slide a little bit closer to my friend, Max, my co-host. Right. right, the, right. the do this embarrassing thing for me more like, um, say like, Oh, like you're not allowed to get off, but I'm going to try to get you off. And if you do, like I'm going to cut your balls I'll off or I'll your throat. cut yeah, your I'll, throat or yeah. while cutting someone's throat. Uh, like that's a, that seems a little quick for my taste. I'd want to. I'd want to. I'd want to perish much slower. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So as you're saying, like this is kind of one of those kinks that is more for like masturbation fodder or yeah. fantasy fodder. It can be played out a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Could could it be a scene? You know, in some way or elements from it. My my what, girlfriend. What would that look like? My girlfriend often will take like a cattle prod, yeah. and like I can't do electric play because i have a pacemaker yes so like but she'll like she'll like you know threaten me with a cattle prod and like she'll be you know maybe like jerk me off or something like that and be like you're not allowed to get off and then like to heighten it the way i was saying like the other things fold in is like she'll use other fetish elements to be like because if i'm just getting a hand job sure i could just think about baseball and be like i'm not gonna get off but then she'll like put her feet in my face or like a dirty shoe over my nose or (laughs) her armpit in my face or things like this and then it's like oh now I can't focus because now these other fetishes that I have are tying into this predicament where I'm trying to not be aroused and I'm being forced to be aroused Mm -hmm. and like it's being forced to be aroused by something that I'm also like it's so weird because I've like mentally like I've wrapped myself my brain around it enough to not really be embarrassed by it Mm -hmm. but I can still Identify into that. with the time in my life where I where was you embarrassed were by shamed it. by yeah. it. Yeah, 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 for sure. What about the microphilia thing, though? Is that a thing that you can, in some way, make a scene out of? Or <sighs> I don't know yet. That's the thing is that I'm like I'm working on I'm working on figuring out. Yeah, how this to one's do kind that. of in. You kind of said to me, anyways, that it, this was kind of a newer one. You're kind of yeah, it's exploring. Just, it's just like it's just one of those things that I I kind of sat on it for a long time and would be like, oh yeah, like I'm in. Like, that's something I'm interested in, but I, I didn't really put my full, like, brain into to be like, how can I really unpack this? Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of, like, in it right now. And, mm-hmm. I, and, like, just, like, even, like, admitting that, like, oh, this is a thing, and, and like, I want to figure out how to do this. And, like, I've talked about it, like, on, on my show a few times now, but it's still one of those things where I'm like, oh, this actually sounds really sick. Like, I kind of can identify it. Like, and if, when you really... Objectively. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm like, oh. This is really bad. This is bad. Like, this, this one is, this one is hard to be like, oh, I want to take a little tiny person apart. Like, that sounds, that sounds horrible. But it also sounds super hot. Were you ever into dissecting, like, anything? You know, you're in science class, you get a mouse. We got a mouse one time. I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad for this mouse. Like, Yeah, I mean, we did like, we did like a frog. I mean, it's like Is it related to that in any way? No, I don't think it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I did this and now I want to. It was, it's always been more based in like a science fiction-y or fantasy, like, realm. Yeah, so something you saw. Yeah. Some movie or some TV show somewhere way back, probably. Um, For me, this also kind of I, it gets me thinking of like I like to feel small in scenes, mm-hmm. like you know whatever that means, like emotionally, like physically. I like to feel small. I'm a subby 
person. So mm. that's something that I can kind of, I'm kind of thinking like, yeah. is there some way that you can be made to feel really big in a scene? Well, it's funny because I think that I probably unconsciously like tied that to the way that I top because mm. I do, you know, you're talking about like circling me for the lap dance thing or whatever. But like when I, when I play with someone, my preferred, like, I guess, um, pace. No, I, 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 like scenario would be to have someone like chained up in the middle of a room instead of like to a cross or on a spanking bench or whatever, because I want like 360 like access and I circle people like a shark mm. and I like to get physically close. I like to get, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I turning you on there? No. <laughs> We have Andrew Gerza uh, listen, on standby. He's on ice. I heard a little. I heard a little huffing and puffing going on. <laughs> just a just a head nod from Andrew. It's all it's all staying in it. Um, yeah. So like yeah, that's kind of circling. Yeah. Kind of because you can get behind them. I like sure. when uh, the Breathing. rare times that I am topping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to get in uh, someone's blind spot for sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I like sneaking up behind someone, uh, uh, standing too close, not even like hurting them yet, just like standing too yeah. close, getting, just like, being phys- a presence, being physically imposing, breathing on them, smelling them, uh, like because that's kind of creepy, like smelling oh, yeah. someone, you know, like, you but also tell. hot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, and like, uh, oh, man, I mean. To, to take it like as like sue like print like uh, I wonder how ethical it is to compare it to this <laughs> but like if you're like if you know anything about like Ed Kemper the serial killer like uh, <laughs> like I would I would I would like to be like yeah like that whole like aesthetic is sort of like you know just oh, oh having dear. someone helpless and like oh, being no. physically looming over them in like a very like because I'm a big guy like yeah. and and you know I I like in everyday life. I don't like to like walk around being threatening or whatever. Like I, you know, I try to tread lightly. And yeah, I, I keep you know, I I don't follow people. I you know, I like to you know. Uh, good. I, I know that. I'm, <laughs> no, I mean like if I'm walking and like and okay. like I know there's like a like people ahead of me. Like I know that I can probably look kind of threatening and like so you know, hang back. So I like, hang back. I don't really you know this that. Uh, like, I hear you. But in a scene, I. That goes out the window. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing into that completely where I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you're here with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to remember that. Like, you're, you're not tiny, getting away from this. tiny, bug. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I like to you. make people feel as small as possible without, even even not in the realm of, of thinking of them as a small like a person, just make them feel like like they want to helpless. crawl inside themselves and, yeah. because they're so helpless. Yeah. Can't get away. Yeah. Even if you try. Yep. Um, okay. I think it's about time to take a break. <laughs> uh, and then we have two more really cool, interesting fetishes to talk about after. And we'll be right back with Dick Wound. everyone, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsors for this episode. Our first sponsor is Oasis Aqua Lounge, a sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. It is a body positive environment and they are shame and judgment free when it comes to pleasure and play. They're an inclusive and diverse venue welcoming of all sexual orientations and gender identities. It's also a community hub for all sex positive folks, educators, entertainments, and businesses. So thank you so much to Oasis Aqua Lounge for sponsoring this episode. Our second sponsor is Come As You Are. Come As You Are is an amazing sex shop that is founded here in Toronto, and it is located at comeasyouare.com. Come As You Are is a trans-owned, trans-operated, feminist, anti-capitalist sex shop that wants to give you the best products at the lowest price possible. And they're going to prove that to you by offering a 15% discount when you check out at comeasyouare.com using the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. 
And our third sponsor for this episode is Unicorn Collaborators. Unicorn Collaborators is a business that has been running here in Toronto for about five years by two queer unicorns. They mostly make leather goods and they make everything from collars to cuffs to thigh harnesses to boot harnesses to the regular pelvis strap-on harnesses that you've come to know and love. Unicorn Collaborators is a body positive brand, which means that they make products for all body types. And if they don't have something in your size, they're happy to make a custom piece just for you. Give them an email at unicorncollaborators at gmail.com, follow them on social media, or DM them for inquiries. This week's sponsor is Lovecrafters Toys, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, dragon egg Benoit balls, and squid butt plugs. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. And if you want to purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop or head on down to our full-time sponsor's website, comeasyouare.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm Erin Pym and I'm here with my fantastic guest, Dick Wound. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> so, um, tell me about armpit, foot, <laughs> fetish, all this type of stuff. What? Tell me all about it. Okay, so I could also just quickly cycle back to the lap dance. Yes. <laughs> uh oh, could so, you smell me? No, I, I couldn't. <laughs> and. Okay, oh, don't ask me, ask me that again in like five minutes. Okay. Because I'll, I'll go into that. Okay, so, because there was a couple of things. Okay. <laughs> so that was going to, I was going to say when I was saying before, there was things that were doing it for me that I think you didn't have like the intention of like doing it for me, but there was a lot of like armpit flashing. Yes. Arms overhead stuff, which yep. is like, oh, arms overhead is like where it's at for me, which is... Again, even just cycling back to like the, what we talked about a minute ago, having someone chained up in the middle of a room, their armpits are exposed. I go all over the place with this with this fetish. So I think it started from watching like pirate movies or like damsel in distress things. You know, yeah, woman they're, tied they're up, always arms in overhead. that pose, right? Yeah, and like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the root of it. I don't know. Maybe I need to see like a psychotherapist and like, really dig that out. Probably. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so like I I kind of come at like the armpit fetish from from both sides also, which is like kind of rare. Like when I, I've talked to people who are like into it from either as a top or as a bottom mm-hmm. and like there's usually not too many people that kind of switch. Um so again, if you do, please reach out to me because yeah. I want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> More the merrier. Um, yeah. So so as a as a top, uh, I mean, or as a bottom, because we're talking about the uh, the lap dance yes, thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for whatever reason, really love armpits. Yeah. And and like they are like one of the fastest ways to just make me go to jelly. Like if I see armpits, I'm like. Oh. Like I'm, I'm weak, and and especially if I'm in not in the position of power, it's even faster. So mm-hmm. like I will, you know, you were doing your thing and you're doing this and that, and you lifted your arms up, and I was like, ah. like, <laughs> I was like, oh okay. <laughs> um, so that was like, I mean, that was like really fun. Okay, to get to what you, to what you asked about, could I smell you? No. Okay, no, I couldn't, but I wanted to. <laughs> But I also know that, like, you know, general rule of a lap dance is you sit on your hands and the other person is doing the thing. Right. So I wasn't just going to be like... Make a request mid-routine. Right, routine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was one of those things where, where, where I very much wanted to, but I also knew I wasn't really in a position to ask, and that made it even hotter. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, like, I want this thing, uh, denial, oh my god, like, and, you know, you're denied something, of course you want Obviously. more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was, that was, that was definitely a thing. And, and, and when I roll that into, um, the top thing, too, is, I was saying before, I like to kind of be more of a predator and, and, like, you know, get imposing on a person. What's great about having that fetish is that, you know, if you do have someone tied up, mm-hmm. 
and then you do start to get those kind of weakness like feels when you're when you're doing it from the side of someone who's tapping you're like oh like i can't help but want to like hurt you or want to like or want to like get to you and smell you and like this and that like it's <laughs> it turns into more of like a this weird drive than uh, you know so like that that like weakness quote-unquote can kind of work either way mm-hmm. and it's it's really fun to play with i don't know like i definitely have like uh uh converted a lot of my play partners into being into, into like armpit stuff because they're like I never realized how much more exposed it makes me feel when someone is like it's very taking, vulnerable yeah, yeah taking this thing from like you know if I'm tied up and they're coming in and like you know it's 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 cool like it, it definitely plays with like different power exchanges that you don't typically think of being power exchanges yeah that's a part of yourself that yeah people don't generally go near uh, yeah you know so for somebody to like get in that space yeah i can imagine that being very yeah mm-hmm. a very and vulnerable even just, thing for even just taking like your hands and like not tickling or anything just like taking the palms of your hands and like putting them on someone's armpits and just holding them so they're aware that you're like you're in a space that most people don't go to yeah you're in their personal space yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's it's really it's really interesting and people you know, when you, especially if you have like a good like dynamic with the person you're playing with, and you know how to, you know, make them scared. A lot, of, a lot of the people I play, with, they want to be scared. That's mm-hmm. like the thing they'll they'll say the most is, "I want to feel afraid. I want this," you know, and they want to be hurt and everything too. But it's the fear that they're like really looking for, and like a great way to like test someone's fear too is getting up in their space and feeling them start to sweat. Yeah, you guys, you can actually, you're on their armpit. You're literally actually feeling them sweat. That's very interesting. It's pretty cool, yeah. Um, and, like, have you thought about, I'm sure you have, where you source this kink for yourself? Like, where is it sourced in your life? Do you... The, the like, the armpit thing? Yeah. I think it just, like I, like I was saying, I think it's sort of just from seeing, like, damsel in distress situations. Yeah, yeah, movies. right, right, right. And I think that's where it started. I don't know how it switched over into like being a thing that uh as like the when i'm uh playing with someone and they're using their armpits against me like as and i'm the bottom i don't know yeah like i don't know how that came from that but it just it's it's my that's like my that's my big fetish yeah yes the second someone starts doing something with that where they're like yeah like i'm done like yeah i have no control anymore like i'm jelly <laughs> and why exactly what's going through your brain is it like the tabooness of i think it's I, yeah maybe like that it's supposed to be not an area you want someone in i think that it's i think that it's sort of like i was saying i'm not really embarrassed by it anymore but i can still tap into times where i found it embarrassing mm-hmm. i think that element of it is what does it because it's it's playing with not only something that i like physically but also like emotionally that's not a part of the body that typically people are attracted to. Mm-hmm. So it feels weird. And I like also being like, if someone like has me tied up and they're like, they put their armpit in my face and they're like, Oh, like I can see this is like destroying you right now. Your constitution is just gone. That's fucking weird. You're weird. Like that's <laughs> okay. like, that's where like, you know, they can really play with making me feel like a like fucking a weirdo, weirdo yeah. for liking armpits. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, say that. One more time. A little slower. <laughs> <laughs> um, is tickling ever a part of it? It's 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 something that like I haven't directly worked. Okay, as a top, I haven't really directly worked in tipple, uh, tickling. Tippling. What's that? Um, <laughs> we could <but>, find. <laughs> we could find out. <laughs> um, but I like I I've found that I do like having my armpits touched as well, and it does tickle. But I don't like it. I don't like it as, like, with the intended act of tickling. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like someone to be like, oh, a playful tickle, blah, blah. Like, I do like having mine touched, and it does tickle, but it's not such a intense tickle that I that it, that it gets overwhelming or I, I laugh or I try to squirm away. It's yeah, more, it's not like torturous to you to right, be tied up and tickled. It's just a little bit it's that same thing. It's the other side of what I was saying that feeling imposed on. Mm. I like that feeling too. Mm. So That's also an area of your body like since it isn't, you know, doing things where it's building up callus and whatnot it's like a really sensitive right. skin area that's mm-hmm. like the equivalent of someone touching like you know your inner thigh or like right. you know parts that aren't exposed yeah, yeah, yeah to the yeah. elements it's like that's a very sensitive mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. i can imagine 
Yeah. I've, like, yeah, I had somebody, like, be really like my smells. I have a few people really like my smells. Mm -hmm. And I've been like, okay, sure, (laughs) go for it. Like, get right in there, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it took me, like, um, as being, like, very, like, feral, like, animalistic. It got me kind of in that headspace of... I don't is no that makes sense you know what I mean like because yeah. how is odors connected to this well I because <laughs> you you in a feats too right I don't <laughs> I don't know exactly how it connects to it like I wish I had the answers to right, that, right but it does and it definitely does go a little bit more animalistic I know like if I like if I'm like smelling someone I'll tend to like kind of like like I said like lose control i hate saying the word like lose control especially in like this climate of uh (laughs) things going on where that's being used as a plausible defense to things i hate saying things but i don't know how else to explain it other than like it's like willingly giving giving in to something that you desire in an ethical way (laughs) yes within the context of a scene sure or like yeah with a partner consent all that yes wonderful things consent consent yes right yeah um, but yeah, it's definitely very animalistic. I know that I've like tended to like grunt. Yeah, or, do you like, go into get, beast mode when you like? I kind of do a little bit. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. kind of give like a if I get if I get in there. I can't really replicate it, but I'll get like a <laughs> like a you know. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun and it definitely taps into that like yeah beast mode. I think is a good way to put it. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, beast mode. And so <laughs> these when we're kind of talking about what do these scenes typically look like, we're just saying like that kind of thing where somebody's tied up with their armpits exposed, for example. Yeah, either and you, you just kind of playing off of that, getting either, in their space and Yeah, either that or I'm tied up and being like taunted with it. Mm-hmm. Like I have um like my girlfriend will take either parts of her body and like put them in my face or she'll take like articles articles of clothing that were from either other play partners or like friends that are just like nice and are like here's this sweaty shirt i know you like the smell of armpits here you go or here's this dirty pair of shoes like i am often gifted shoes which is very nice (laughs) orange smelly shoes yeah and like she'll you know she'll put them over my face like over my nose and mouth and and like you know do things to tease me with them and that that's like really fun too yeah yeah is feet like do you like feet for the same types of reasons is there some more nuances that come into i don't know where that like specifically came from like i don't know like if there was like a scene in a movie or a thing or whatever it's just i mean i know it's like one of the most typical fetishes so i'm probably just like just another number you know like it's just yeah (laughs) nothing special about me nothing zero yeah (laughs) are you a person that generally believes that fetishes kind of are sourced from a specific moment or what's your general outlook on where they come from i think it's kind of uh person to person situation to situation i think that some people yes there's like a thing that happened to them and then and then they fetishize that i think some people just saw a thing and were like oh that's interesting i think some of them just come from who the fuck knows where mm-hmm. and like trying to figure it out is pointless mm-hmm. like and, and you know and i and i say and i say that and it's and i say situation to situation but that's even like per fetish per person mm-hmm. because like i can identify things that i'm into that i'm like oh it's clearly because of this thing but there's other things i'm like where the no fuck idea. did that come from <laughs> like you know and and then there's things too that i'm like i'll be like oh i like totally don't get that or i'm like not to be like shamey but i'm like i'm like i'll i'll be like off put by it or something like that and then one day i'll just be like oh i fucking i get that now mm. it makes sense to me now it just has to be explained to me correct like the right way and then yeah, I find yeah. the same way when I'm kind of delving into other people. What other people are into, I'm like, okay, how can I relate to this? What little, you know, tidbit of information, mm-hmm. what little nugget can I take away that I identify with? And yeah. then I'm like, okay, yeah. I can kind of see when I look at, like, adjacent kinks. That's why, why I kind of ask, like, okay, what are they? What are other ones that they're kind of related to yeah, no, that, that people can that makes complete make sense. sense of it? Because that's, how, that's, how, like, yeah. that's exactly how I feel about it, too. And, like, yeah. yeah, it's just... I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know, the foot thing is, like I said, it's just there. I don't know the specifics, but I know... Do you like a healed, you a know, healed foot? A high heel? I'm, okay, so... Or a boot, or... My shoe thing. Because right, mm, you like, like running shoes. Right. Yeah. So, so I, 
am not into I'm not a shoe fetishist. Right. I'm a yes. foot fetishist. Yes, let's be let's be clear. But before any rumors get started. Because well no, because there <laughs> because there are there is a difference and like there are people that are specifically into shoes mm-hmm. and it's not always for the reason to do with like the you know the foot thing like it's it's like it's a clothing thing or, or like a you know I mean there 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 are people who it does work because of the foot too but my thing is like I like shoes because there was a foot in it yes like like I would have I would have zero interest in shoes a new shoe right like a new shoe is who cares yeah I don't give a shit I'm not gonna like <laughs> go to a Payless and like walk up Buy and down shoes. That. yeah no like um but. So the the studio that I record in is in the basement of a vintage women's clothing store. Right. And there's a wall of used, of used shoes that I have to walk past to get down there. Again. <laughs> and, like, I look at that wall when I'm walking down and I'm like, oh, what I wouldn't do to just, like, <laughs> shut the cameras off for ten minutes. No. <laughs> no one was watching. Yeah, no. I mean, no, I wouldn't really do that. But, I mean, it's... I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And our final our final fetish we want to talk about. Okay. Is you being is you being a cult leader? <laughs> a leader of a cult. Okay. Please um <laughs> tell us. So <laughs> what do you mean by that? I'm not a cult leader. <laughs> no, you're not. But I think this actually can, I can tie this into some stuff that we already talked about too. So a lot of people that I know are into like the DDLG thing. Yeah, sure. And like, that's not really my particular thing. I don't really like, it's not that I don't get it. It just doesn't like resonate with me. Sure. But. However, that said. (laughs) However, uh, Max, uh, my co-host one day, uh, jokingly said, oh, like uh, something about calling me Uncle Dick. Yes. Uh, and, and and it being sort of more creepy, creepy <laughs> uncle, cult leader-ish thing. And and I, I was like, nah, that's stupid. And then like 20 minutes later, I was like, that's not so no, stupid. No, that's not dumb. And then like like the next day, I was like, you know, if someone, what would happen if someone actually called me Uncle Dick? Yeah. And then like a week or two later, like it just, it built and built and built. And then... <laughs> And then, like one of one of our listeners, like photoshopped my head on Jesus's body, and like I was like, "Oh my God!" And people, this, there might be something here. People yeah. started saying Uncle Dick, and I was like, "Okay, so I like being creepy and imposing and this and that for my when I'm you know being a, a like a, a top. top or whatever." And like if my thing is being a little bit more of like the creepy uncle, the the person who is like you know the cult leader instead of being like the daddy i can definitely identify can with the board. ddlg dynamic put into this weird cult leader cult follower mindset so i've been playing around with that a little bit with like people some people call me uncle dick i've started calling them my child <laughs> like, <laughs> like and i'll you know it's like yes my child like, it, it's like it's fun. It's so fun. a cult it's leader, um, <laughs> I, 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 what I get from that is that it's like you have multiple people, like lots of people. Is that part of it? That what do you mean? I have lots of people. Like, like what, a, people in a, what regard? <laughs> <laughs> like people uh, potentially a cult leader has a cult. Sure. Of people, right? Right. Is that part of it? Where it's like uh, I don't know something with like a lot of people being bottoming or, um, or subbing no, I mean, I, or I do have, I do have like a, servicing I do or, have a lot of like play partners like um like is it is it a poly kind of tie-in it's there it's not or? really a poly tie-in because like because like I have a lot of play partners they're not all like romantic partners right. so like more of the like the dynamic with that I'm talking about is more for like play yeah yeah sure and like no in my in my home life uh, uh you know me and me and my girlfriend joke around a little bit here and there, but I don't I don't run our home like a cult. <laughs> Could you imagine yourself in a scene though, where there are like multiple oh, yeah. bottoms, yeah, like sure. lots and lots of bottoms? I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could would. make it happen. I could make that <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, you could set that up probably. Yeah. Um, and what about it? Is it is it kind of adjacent? Since we're kind of talking about you know kinks that kind of feed into it is it like it's a ds thing for sure right definitely yeah yeah there's a power dynamic i think it's a ds thing i think it's definitely like i think it's a definite 
definitely a way to play with my own ego. Yeah, yes. Too, which is like something that I'm like, I like to jokingly be very egotistical, even though I'm not like super egotistical. Yeah. And I think that like it allows me to play with that in more of a fun and open way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like my sense of humor and my personality like tie into that. And so I think that like it's easier when I'm doing like a scene or if I'm playing with that dynamic to pull in things from like either my real world or things where like I like to make a lot of like all right so I like to make a lot of jokes that are like (laughs) what's the word I'm looking for Max called me out for this once and I can't remember what it was he was like you can't you can't like talk about something without equating it to like jerking off like that's like (laughs) fucked up or whatever and I was like but I'm not actually that guy I'm like a parody of that guy Mm -hmm. and I think that like the 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 parody of it I'm being ironic yeah right (laughs) that sounds so shitty too fuck I feel like I'm digging a grave I'm digging it you know what I'm digging a grave but I'm kind of into that but you kind of like that too so (laughs) I think it allows me to play with that in a way where like I don't feel like I'm being an asshole and maybe that's not a good thing Yeah. But like, I think it's just like fun to 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 play with that and and be able to be like a little braggy at times yeah. when like I know that like at the end of the day like I'm not actually I don't actually think I'm better than anyone else mm-hmm. and I think everyone knows that I don't think that and that's why they're, they're like, into it they're, they're on board it, and they're yeah. on board they're yeah. supportive about it right what does Max think of this he's <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated <laughs> yeah I, yeah. So, so not that we have to tell his story, you right. know, he's not here to tell it, but he, he he has some experience. He has some experience, like actually, yes. And there's there's time, like he he finds it funny. Good. Um, there's times that I've gone a little too like <laughs> I don't want to say that I've gone too. All right, you know what? I'll take ownership. I've gone too far, <laughs> or or like it just veered too close to like personal life experiences that he gets yeah. a little. You know, um, like cagey about it, which sure. is understandable. But we always talk about it afterwards, Good. and and you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm not serious. I'm not trying to brainwash you, Max, and like this, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, uh, but uh, the other thing that was funny, and he's gonna hate me for for for, <laughs> for calling him out on this, but I learned that it's less about uh, him being like, oh, I'm you know triggered by this cult memory thing, and a little bit more that he just wants a piece of the pie because. <laughs> I, like, jokingly uh, said one day, like, what if I just, uh, all right, I don't have a, I don't have a commune, I don't have, like, a, a you know, no. a, a compound, no. like, I don't have, but I joke about, like, oh, when I get my compound, blah, 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 and, like, I was like, what if I just, like, name a wing after you, and he was like, oh, I'm into it. Oh, and then he's like, on board. Then he's on board, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So, you know. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you and Max definitely have an interesting relationship, <laughs> from what I can decipher from, from off the cuffs. Um, it's definitely fun and unique. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's fantastic that two people. I mean, I'm don't let me put words in your mouth, but that two, you know, cis dudes can really bond about their kink. Yeah, right. I think that's the thing is too is like um, I mean this is like slightly I'm, I'm slightly changing. Yep. What you're saying? Okay. Yep, but please do. I think, like, um, we've, like, had private conversations where we're like, do we deserve to be doing things because we are just two cis white dudes? Like, <laughs> you know, like, 35 to 45. Like, you know, like... like you're like, in the right... We're yeah. in the right thing where it's like, <laughs> do we need a voice out there? There's enough of a... You know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and I think... And I think the reason why not just our show, but our, like, friendship and, like, all of that stuff works is because... We're like we're we're open. We we always openly admit when we're like wrong about something, or yeah. like or if we're like uneducated in something, we will, we will like fix it. Or and like, you're good at calling each other out. We call like each putting other each out, other in check. But and, we also and... really like to talk to other people that aren't just us. Good. Yeah. And like get other sides of it. And I think that's and I and and I think even beyond like the taping of the show, like you know, talking to the guests even like when we're not recording is like a big part of like keeping that all going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's like cool about it. 
Yeah, I'm the same way with a guest and um, lots of different people's stories that, you know, yeah. I help facilitate get out there and, you know, you want to be respectful and make sure they're getting their voice. That's right. kind of the most the most important thing <laughs> that I'm not speaking for them mm-hmm. in any way. You know what I mean? Um, okay, just to wrap up here, Dick, um, if you have an episode of your podcast that you would like people to listen to first, hmm. do you have an episode? God. Why didn't you ask me this yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Is there one that just sticks? What was the first thing you thought of? Even if it's a bad choice. Not an older one. For the question. (laughs) Not an older one? Not an older one. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think, uh, I think, you know what? Okay, fine. I do have an answer. Mm -hmm. We did an episode... It was our two-year anniversary episode. Poo-year anniversary. It was called Poo-year anniversary. We talked to a Scottish <laughs> person. I love that episode. I love that episode, too. And not just because of the, the conversations, which weren't all specifically about that. It kind of veered. Yeah. It was kind of all over the map. You covered a lot. Um, but what was super interesting about that is that in talking to people, and, and you know people don't want to talk about some fetishes like that, sure. uh, and it comes up on the episode... But also, like, even just in talking to people, like, people, like, don't want to admit that they're into that or this or that or the other thing. That was, like, our highest downloaded episode. Yeah. Which shows that, like, we have a lot more work to do. Yeah. As, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. as like just, not just us, but, like, you know, uh, but us too. But, I mean, like, in, in, in kind of trying to, like, make people feel like their fetishes are, are, are more welcoming. Yeah. Because, Represented. Yeah, and... because it's, like, here's all these people... That are like, no, 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 I'm not into that, I'm not into that, I'm not into that. Mm. What the fuck, what were all these people that listened to that? Like, yeah, who like, were these, who are these where, people? Who and like, where? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just one of those things that showed me, like, you know, we need to do more work like that. And, 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 and uh, I don't know, I think that, that was just a, it's a good, fun one to start with. Yeah. And it's about poop. Yeah. Yeah. How can you hate that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dick, are you going to tell everybody where we can find your stuff, where we can follow you and become uh, a uh, cult member of yours? iTunes uh, or, or whatever your podcast thing may be. Yeah. Uh, off the Cuffs. Off the Cuffs, a Kink and BDSM podcast. And then uh, you mentioned my other show before being there. If you actually want to know more context about what we were talking about, the whole cult and Max thing, yes, uh, listen good. to episode one of that show it's uh him talking about uh being a cult survivor yeah so uh that and then social media stuff uh ocp kink on twitter and instagram and i don't care about anything else great (laughs) (laughs) um okay if you uh, are in toronto and want to check out the bedpost stage show we do it twice a month the first one's the third friday of every month at social capital theater at eight the last one is the last tuesday of every month at the super wonder gallery at nine if you're listening to us on itunes or another podcasting app make sure you give a rating review it goes a really long way for me and my business um i want to always point people towards all the other great podcasts in my podcasting network the sonar network go check out the website it's really awesome uh one of my favorite features that you can search a guest and then see other podcasts that they've done in the network work which is a really awesome uh setup uh, <laughs> and uh last but not least i want to thank stephanie copeland um on the podcast she creates all original music for the bedpost podcast love her go see her at stephcopelandmusic.com and then uh extra lastly i want to thank you dick so much for coming and speaking with me today <laughs> i loved it thank you it was fun i'm glad we got to do it in person this time me too yeah and, yeah uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to also point people back to the other episode we recorded. It was kind of like a 101. Yeah, I don't, I don't know remember the, what number it was. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll post it when I, like, I'll put it on Instagram. Cool. So people can hear kind of a 101, and then this is like the 102 conversation with you. So thanks, Dick. Everybody, this has been Dick Wound. <laughs> I'm Aaron Pym, and we'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!